Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Friday Roundtable Show. It's episode 247. I'm back for my dental woes. I've been boring the panel with some of some of my stories, folks. I'm bankrupted now for the dental profession, but there we go. We've got a great roundtable. We've got some great news stories, and we've got a great main topic, which is utilizing um, how to expand the power of WordPress through custom fields and some plugins that can help you with that. But I'm going to let my great panel introduce themselves first. Ladies first. Sally, would you like to introduce yourself? Certainly. My name is Sally Getch. My business is WP Fangirl. I am building custom sites for growing businesses and nonprofits that aim at uh, serving your business goals before your uh, web style trends. And I'm also the organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup in Oakland, California. Oh, uh, Chris, would you like to? Oh, sorry, I've been rude there. I let my co host, oh, I'm sorry, does my co host want to introduce herself? Sure. I'm Kim Shivler. Uh, you can find me at kimshivler.com. I'm a communications and technology instructor. Oh, great. Thanks, Kim. Um, Chris, would you like to? Uh, Introduce yourself. My name's Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, which is a plugin for building and selling courses and membership sites. And I'm happy to be here. If you're watching the video, it looks like Chris is just about to go on a mountaineering <laughs> expedition, doesn't it, really? But we're always very impressed, Chris. Um, John, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure thing. My name's John Locke. My business is Lockdown Design. And uh, that's running out of Sacramento, California. What about you, Jonathan? Oh, I'm going to introduce Adam first, actually. Oh, that's right. Uh, Adam, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Adam. I'm the content writer and social media type person over at Blue Steel Solutions. Oh, more than that. A a powerful producer of content, folks. (laughs) And um, I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a maintenance support company, only specialise in WordPress, with an emphasis of learning management systems, which education is, in a strange way, a passion of mine. It's a bit of a contradiction. There we go. Um, So, folks, um, we've had some great news stories this week. Um, I'm going to go straight into it. Um, if I can get my browser in position, I've got all these screens. Um, I, I started off with a, a great interview on Post Status with um, Matt Moeg, um, almost 60 minutes long. I'm, I'm just going to give you what I quickly thought of it, and then um, hopefully the panel's going to jump in and say I'm talking nonsense. Um, I thought it was a great interview. So like I say, it's 60 minutes long covered a lot of material i agreed with almost 80 to 90 percent of it but the bits that i didn't agree with um i was quite amazed at matt's attitude in some ways um especially uh, obviously it was slightly veiled but um th- to me there there seemed to be some dismissive comments about um Moulton's and other people's remarks about using analytical data and I was a little bit aghast by the attitude really but was that just me Um, I'm just opening it up now to the panel well I was listening to this uh, yesterday while driving back and forth to get my car uh, repaired because there was a safety recall and uh, you know I was I was curious to to hear this and you know my first thought was i'm not sure matt understands what the word ossified means but um, <laughs> i didn't i didn't have any idea uh but uh, uh regarding the uh, the telemetry i thought it was interesting because i don't think he'd shared his concern regarding the privacy issue so much before in in his in his comments on it i don't know that i absolutely you know agree that there is enough information about how real people out there use wordpress without having this data and i do think there are ways around you know invading people's privacy if if they voluntarily 
participate. I mean, it's not as if uh, there is a position uh, that WordPress is taking about uh, gathering data that that would say, oh, you know, if you if you collect this kind of data, we won't let you in the you know in the in the repo because of course all of us have installed plugins that say, you know, would you let us track, you know, some anonymous information about how you use this product? And you either say yes or no. Um, and, <clears throat> uh, you know, so I, I, I think that he said more than he usually says, uh, mm -hmm. which yeah. is good. Uh, I don't know whether I, whether I agree with the, with the answers. Uh, and, um, you know, I think the part of the problem with the things like, you know, user testing and, and so on is, is that unless uh, they're doing some user testing that, that we're not aware of, uh, <laughs> most of that, you know, most of the people who participate in that are closer to the developer side than the uh, average user out there side uh, of, of things. Um, and I don't know if you can get... Uh, the same information um and i also think the the comments about uh jetpack and uh, churn were interesting I, I i have a feeling that this might be one of those where you know correlation does not imply causation it's i mean you know it we we have another story we're talking about where you know a jetpack comes up as an uh, uh, yeah, as, I, as an issue and and I just think you know well that's interesting but maybe it's because the people who like decide to install jetpack and get a wordpress.com account and and do all those things already feel a stronger level of commitment in some way um I I don't know I think that one would 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 bear uh, would bear investigating, um, but it's certainly worth listening to the. Uh, it's certainly worth well, listening to the interview. You, um, I'm not surprised you've, as always, Sally. You've managed to focus in the two most interesting. Well, I found the two most contradictorily contradictical. I'm struggling. <laughs> now, um, um, parts of this interview. Um, but my feelings towards it were going up and down as it as it progressed. Um, I was all over the place with my feelings about it. Does, what, did you manage to listen to it, Chris, at all? Or? I did not get a chance to listen to that one yet. But um, I just want to say I'm not sure what stance was taken on instrumenting the uh, word, the, the practice so that they get intelligent data and the philosophy around that. But I think that's absolutely critical these days to improve products. And um, I think it's also very important from a privacy standpoint to give people the option to opt out if they want to. But um, <clears throat> if you're not collecting data of how people are using stuff in reality and, and you're not figuring out a way to solve that problem that Sally's talking about where making it appealing to not just developers so it's a more representative cross-section of the user base, um, you're just missing out on a huge amount of important data that can help, you know, make products more useful, get better faster, and get better results for the people who use them. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Um, obviously, we've got another story that's in some ways I feel related to, the, strongly related to this. Um, so I, I want to keep this part of the conversation about if you listen to the interview and um, what was your response to what Matt said. Um, but I think you're spot on. And I think that was another contradiction because obviously he brings in Jack Jetpack and he uses data to support, um, which I think is slightly dubious data to support his intellectual <laughs> position. So in some ways it was all over the place. Did uh, anybody on the panel also listen to the, no, you didn't. John. What about you, Adam? Did you manage to listen to it? I didn't get to listen to it, but I feel opinionated about it anyway. <laughs> oh, good. They, that's that's right. what you we like. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Why are you from having an opinion? This exactly. is America. No, I just talk about things I don't understand all the time. Um, no, I mean, you know, at least they're not pulling a Facebook and, and manipulating things behind the scenes and not telling anyone. You know, I, I like the idea of trying to be transparent of it. And, um, I, at, uh, WordCamp DFW this past weekend, one of the, um, one of my favorite talks, uh, Tom from Intelligence WP, he's, he had this quote that he started with and he said, I'd rather have a, 
a fuzzy number for something important than good numbers for things that don't matter. And, you know, it, we do need some sort of data collection and there's always going to be a balance in, in with modern software of any sort between privacy and, and data collection. And that's just not something you can get away from. So, you know, the fact that it's being discussed openly and that, you know, Matt's coming out there. I mean, he, he's always going to have an agenda a bit as long as he, you know, runs automatic and, you know, there's no, way around that but you know i think that it's something that is it's better that we're talking about it than that it's just happening without anyone you know just uh, this is what we're doing so good luck <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i could i could see it like i say um i had um really um like I say, I was all over the place listening to it, but it's always fascinating listening to Matt mm-hmm. and his thoughts. I think we're going to go on to the other story because it, it's related, and I, I, I thought it was a fantastic um, post um, by Matt from the Matt Report. Um, um, I just thought it was a fantastic um, blue-collar WordPress worker, and the 2,500 websites built built to grow the cms um did this start with I'll, I'll give you my brief um views on this um i think matt was really um did a fantastic post here and i think he kind of verbalized what um some of the less obvious reasons why some people in the wordpress community are getting a, getting a little bit hepped up about how things are going recently and he kind of verbalized um, some of those views really fantastically in this article. Um, let's start with Sally. What, what did you think about this one, Sally? I, so I was very interested to, to read this, and I thought he made some, some very good points that, um, you know, the spread of WordPress, I suppose, is partly due to people simply coming across it, you know, finding WordPress.com, hearing whatever. I mean, you know, one of the... One of the things that didn't get discussed very much in, in the interview with Matt Mullenweg was the, you know, the marketing question about, you know, marketing WordPress, you know, not simply WordPress.com and, you know, let's put some ads up, but WordPress as a, uh, as a platform. And, you know, I, I've peripherally viewed the, uh, the marketing uh, team and, and make WordPress and kind of what they're trying to do uh, there. Uh, but, you know, a lot of how uh, WordPress has spread is because somebody comes to a an agency or a developer and says, I need a website. And the agency uses, you know, has chosen to use WordPress. And so that's the kind of website that they get. Uh, they don't necessarily know anything about the, uh, the software. They don't care about the software. They want a... Um, uh, <clears throat> They want a, uh, you know, they want a website that works. They want maybe a website that they can, uh, you know, that they can update easily. And uh, they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to take the recommendation of, of somebody they trust. And so, you know, many of us here build websites for clients or we have in the past built websites for clients. And that certainly has, you know, helped the spread of, of websites because then, you know, if your clients are happy, they send you more work and, you know, you, you, you choose to do this. And so, uh, you know, that is part of where, uh, you know, part of where this comes from. And indeed, most of the people who hire someone to build a website versus trying to, to build it themselves don't pay a lot of attention to what plugins are installed to do which and what, you know, is Jetpack there, is Jetpack not there? I mean, they, you know, there are certain features that are in Jetpack that people like, like, you know, the, the publicize, but there are other plugins that will do that also. So, you know, people like the effect. Uh, I think for, you know, part of the point of Jetpack initially was kind of to ease that transition between the .com and the, and the .org. Um, and so, you know, for those people, perhaps the, the fact that it feels more familiar to them is, is, is a good thing. And yet, 
you know, it seems to me that, you know, the spread of Jetpack is mostly due to the aggressive marketing of Jetpack and having, <laughs> uh, you know, having hosting companies and engage in this partnership where if you use their one-click install, you get Jetpack as, as part of that collection, and, um, uh, which is one reason I always install WordPress manually. Uh, and <clears throat> so, you know, I, I, I think, Matt made a good point that, you know, there are all these people out there who are helping with spreading WordPress around and uh, that needs to be taken into account when you're thinking about, you know, how we got where we are and how we get where we want to go next. I think there was some other points he was making. John, um, I know he mentioned um, some Twitters that you made in his post and i know you've got some views about this would you like to share them yeah definitely so i mean i read this article there's a lot of people that felt the same way that i did and just as sally just said the growth is because a lot of people are not do-it-yourselfers the growth is definitely not jetpack if anything jetpack <laughs> is to ease the transition from self-hosted wordpress into uh, WordPress.com, which is the the, the money-making arm of the WordPress Foundation. But it's the consultants, the freelancers, and the web agencies that say to the client, we're going to build this on WordPress, and here's why we feel this is the best CMS for you. And they're like, okay. Because I can tell you, I've only had one client <clears throat> in five years like specifically say, we want WordPress and it was because they had worked with it before. So again, somebody had put it in front of them and it recommended it. That is, and what Matt really said in this article is the boots on the ground, the WordPress would not be 29% if not for the community, if not for the open source uh, people working for free to, uh, you know, not only move the code forward, but the agencies that pay their staff out of their pocket for the, you know, five for the future to better the platform. Um, and, you know, also, you know, all the way down, all the people who, you know, organize the meetups and word camps and, and everything in between that is the community that is working for free that is, that is built mm. it up. So I'm not sure that, that in the end, if Matt, um, or I should say the foundation, if they put more of their focus on .com in the end, which is where I feel that it's going to go. And the self-hosted WordPress becomes just kind of a redheaded stepchild. Um, I hope and pray that that's not where it's going, but that's really where it feels like it's going to me. Amen. Uh, what, what do you think, Chris? Oh, you're moot, I think, Chris. I thought it was a great article. I think Matt Medeiros did a great job uh, with that. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I appreciate how Matt, he doesn't hold punches or whatever. He tells it how he, how he sees it. So uh, you can always count on the Matt report and Matt to, um, you know, share his true opinion. Um, <clears throat> I, I have two minds about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, on one level, I'm... I've always just been extremely grateful and appreciative of what the WordPress community has, you know, allowed me to do just as a, somebody who's built websites for others who built a product on top of WordPress, who gets uh, amazing distribution since we have a freemium model through the WordPress repository for Lifter LMS. Um, but at the same time, the other head like Matt's talking about is, it's not that it's bad, but I just feel like there's so much room for improvement in how automatic relates to the WordPress community of builders, like yeah. the people on this call, agency owners, product companies. Um, yeah, you can go to WordCamp US and, and kind of connect with automatic at a little deeper level. But in some ways, uh, <clears throat> I, I haven't you know, I have, I've created training courses about how do you use WordPress that have over 10,000 students in them, um, which is, has definitely helped spread WordPress. When I was early at it, um, I thought the WordPress, I guess, community was much, much bigger than it is of, in terms of power users. And what I noticed today when I see somebody just getting started with WordPress, I can tell 
uh, pretty quickly if they're going to be one of those people who just fall in love with it and just go down the rabbit hole forever. Um, and WordPress, you know, it tries to be uh, everything to all people, you know, like for the do-it-yourselfer non-technologists all the way up to, you know, people like us, my company who are building applications on top of WordPress. It's really hard to serve both all that part of the market, but all that is to say, even, uh, <clears throat> you know, like a, a mention from Automatic about, you know, some of the great plugins out there, free and, and or premium, uh, just even a tweet or some kind of communication or, I mean, I do this because I have a, a product business. I get on the, I have um, calls with customers. I reach out to people. I'm very approachable. And I, I would like, I think WordPress could improve in that. And also just, I think what I'm hearing from Matt in, in his great article is that um, just a little bit of acknowledgement to the community of the people who have like really helped uh, carry the flag, explain the difference between .com and .org. And, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people approach agencies to solve business problems. They don't care how the sausage mm -hmm. is made. They don't care that it's WordPress uh, or not. So mm -hmm. it's those agencies that are really, um, you know, positioning the product, uh, you know, rightly so, because it's awesome. But that deserves just, I think, a little bit of gratitude or acknowledgement and respect. Not that there's none of that. I just think there could be more of it. Those yeah, I think, it's, I think they're great points, Chris. And it's a very, it is, I, I, I sense, I'm in total agreement on how, where the wording you're trying to utilize here, because I, I, my feelings are, are exactly like yours. What, what are your feelings about it, Adam? Um, I mean, you know, I think there's some chicken egg thing going on here to some extent. Um, you know, it's hard to really tell. There's a lot, of, I feel like with WordPress, there's a lot of kind of perfect storm stuff going on. Um, but for, I, I think that, you know, everyone's points have been correct. The agencies are often the one pushing this. The clients generally have no clue. But then once they're on the platform, it, you know, that has a that has a momentum, you know, and when you have that happening all over the United States and all over the world and, you know, business after business after business is getting on a big platform, they're not going to switch easily or quickly unless there's a good reason. So that, that momentum needs to be attributed to the people who are pushing it to the, you know, the clients who, who don't know the difference really, or have vaguely heard of it. You know, they're like, Oh, I heard WordPress is good. You know, that's like the, as far as it goes usually. Yeah, I think my position on this is that I, I, I think I understood where Matt was coming from in, in the post, but I also think if it's handled in the right way, um, I, I think the drivers, um, the driving forces behind the changes which are going to come with WordPress.com are inevitable because it was in technology and in growth possibilities it was really falling behind some of its online competition shopify um other page building website um hosted technologies it was it was grossly falling behind and it is a fun is a vc financed business and i think you could see that in um the interview with the alamat is that you know he has he has a really high he always mentions it in the interviews the percentage of the web that um wordpress is managing to capture and i thought in the in the interview it was quite telling that he was he uses the word well um things were going off off, off the rails a bit we weren't getting the growth um the growth was slowing down and to me that was the language of a typical um vc finance company um because it, it's a growth chase isn't it well what did you think of that john sorry i had to unmute yeah I'm, i think you're spot on i um yeah I, it, it's so hard because i think I, that's a whole nother subject that I think chasing the unicorns in Silicon Valley is, is, is I think we're headed for a, a perfect storm as Adam said, like there too. Uh, it, it's weird because you see companies that have millions of users or in the case of like WordPress, like hundreds of millions of users and 
oh, well, that's not good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's, so constant well, growth mindset. Yeah. Well, well, yes. Well, you know, the only thing that grows without stopping is cancer. <laughs> oh, that's a great point. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, 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 I think it's a great thing, but obviously, um, it, what is the difficult part is finding balance because there is. Um, I just feel that the like what Chris says that there needs to be better communication channels, um, a clearer um, what is going to be. See, I, I think it's quite clear that WordPress.com is going to be a fully functioning e-commerce competitors to Shopify, and also um, its hosted competitors. Um, when it comes to actually website building, but um, having a um, a kind of fully um, do-it-yourself hosted where you can host it yourself, win it, it could it provides enormous benefits for automatic. See, I'd, I'd, I, in just pure business terms, um, I actually think automatic get a lot of benefit from the wider WordPress community. That's the only little bit. I won't say I disagree with you, John. Um, it's just that I think it's a more um, not so dark because I actually think Automatic gets enormous benefit from all these consultants, all companies like Chris, um, web um, podcasts like this. Um, obviously, this podcast about uh, Shopify, um, but I, I don't think you would get the breath of um, um, marketing um, momentum, which automatic benefits from. So it'd just be interesting to see how all this um, plans out. I'm um, I'm not going to go for the third story because we've taken out about half an hour for these two. I thought we would. I'm going to go for the break. But before I go for the break, folks... Um, I want to talk about our sponsor, and that's Intelligence WP. And what is that? It's a product that allows you to make sense of Google Analytics. You know, that lovely thing that either you install for clients or you install yourself and you hardly ever look at. Well, this plugin, which is fully free, it's not crippled, um, you install it, and then the, um, the people from Intelligence WP will help you even install it and set it up for a small fee and it just provides a, a ton of information i've got it on the wp tonic website um you'll find links to it on the um wp tonic website and just go <coughs> and have a look at it i think you're going to be amazed so we're going to go for a break folks and when we come back we'll be talking about extending wordpress with custom fields and the plugins that can help you do that we'll be back in a minute Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up-to-date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast coming back where um chris um he was on the first half of the show had to leave but he told us that and we still got a great panel here i'm gonna let john um open this out first john um your great <coughs> opponent um or your utilizer of um advanced custom fields aren't you so how do you get how do you think that's helped you as a developer really john yeah so acf is is one of the main tools in my uh toolbox for building sites and the great thing about advanced custom fields pro is you you have all these things that you can add to individual pages um say uh if it's by post type or by, you know, page template type or 
you know, all sorts of things. But you can add everything from basically like text, URL, email fields. Uh, you could, and, and one that's very uh, useful is a repeater field where you can create a um, section where you can just like repeat. Say if you have, um, like you want to have like little columns where there's like an image, some text, and a link. You can just create a repeating field and have like little subfields where it gives people more granular control. Um, you can also do things like select a post object, which would be, um, say, an individual post. You can uh, limit the choices to the client uh, by the post type. And then using the post object uh, you know, field, you can get different things like the you know the the link the um you know the Im the featured image the title those sorts of things and just gives you more uh tight control of being able to set up a design for a certain you know for individual pages while keeping the client within a certain parameter keeping them within a box of like here's what you can select and so they're not going in there um you know maybe and and just like adding stuff wherever it's it gives you control and keeps them on point where they're not just going in there with a crayon and you know just <laughs> creating stuff you know yes so. it, it it helps you structure the content entry to make it clear where things go. So if you want a consistent look for, you know, like, okay, we have a template for portfolio items and we always want, you know, there to be an, an image here and a video here and some text here and the, you know, the link to the project site there and, and it to look the same on every page. Well, trying to do that in the WordPress editor as it is, you know, the person who's doing it has to remember, oh, which one goes on top and which what goes there and what goes in, you know, and do I have to like add some HTML to get the layout to look right? Um, and so this makes it much more obvious to people where, you know, oh, okay, the URL goes here. And the, you know, custom fields, this is, you know, post meta, if we back up a little bit, this is, this all goes into your post meta table. Uh, and it's additional data, basically, on top of your content. And plugins, a lot of plugins that you're familiar with use custom fields in some way. You know, if you have an event plugin, it's got a field for, you know, the start and, and end, you know, date and time of, of your event. Um, those are custom fields. You know, the price on a, a products, the, the, these kinds of things are, are all custom fields. And uh, you may not be aware of it, that that's what they are. Uh, and, you know, plugins like ACF and uh, Pods and uh, CMB and, and, you know, several others were invented in a way because the native support for custom fields in WordPress is pretty kludgy. And it would be interesting to see, you know, how and whether and how these things would have evolved if we actually had a, a, a good fields API in, in WordPress. But in the meantime, these tools came along to help people manage their content in a, in a more efficient and structured way that, you know, the downside of something like ACF is you have a ton of post meta. Uh, it, it actually makes two entries for every field uh, and um, searching post meta, querying post meta is slower and more labor, you know, more resource intensive than it is for your content or your taxonomies. Or, and so there are some downsides to structuring things this, this way on a site, but there are lots and lots of upsides. And I've done a lot of sites where, you know, not only did I use uh, ACF to create page templates so that people could, you know, not only do we have, you know, this page that we've already built using it, but when we build new pages, they will follow the same layout and I've had very good response from from clients and another thing you can do is create an options page if you want something that shows up in a lot of places automatically that can be changed in a central way and I did this for um, uh, calls to action that go at the end of, of posts because what I had found when importing the site was there were all these outdated CTAs 
that with like, you know, sign up for something that was over, you know, three months ago. And that this way you decide what, go, what CTA you want in your options panel divided by um, post category. And it would update all the old posts as well as the new posts by using that. Uh, and I've done that also for like press release boilerplate so that it will always be up to date. You change it centrally. You don't have to go into every post and, and update that, which is how you would have to do it if the uh, fields were in the, the actual post or, or page template. So it's extremely useful. And ACF is one of those plugins where everybody is waiting to see what happens with Gutenberg. Just to say a little bit, but I think you've just really, um, both you and John are really explained especially that last bit sandy the power of that particular plugin i know adam's with us and you're not a developer adam but um i just wanted to put this quick question before i go back to john um is um how do you discuss with your clients at your agency them wanting you know a lot of flexibility you know a lot of them would like to be able to move everything around but on the other hand, that with a lot of clients, that probably, and, that, and this is not to be de- 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 detrimental to them, um, but you, that's not really a, really a great idea. They end up with a really crappy-looking website that won't help their brand <laughs> and what they're trying to achieve. So how do you get that balance of them wanting to move everything around and you know that in a lot of ways that wouldn't be a good idea? Yeah, a lot of a lot of it comes in the education and the training side of things. And just and really, you know, as you form a relationship with a client, you get to realize, okay, this is someone who's going to dig in here. And it's actually going to be worthwhile to teach them how to do some of this stuff and give them some of these greater options. Or, you know, this is someone who it's it's very much set it and forget it, they're going to need someone to maintain this website, you know, they're going to probably never go back here. And, you know, so we want to give them different, um, you know, probably a lot less access to some of the back end stuff. But I mean, I love, I love custom fields. We use them on, on our website for a variety of things. Um, I use them to, uh, but like you said, I'm not a developer, but we use them to uh, set up some automations for social media. Um, and it, it's something that, that anybody can, what I like about it is they're, they're pretty easy to set up. You know, if you, you don't have to know, you know, I set them up. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, but it, you know, it was, it was fairly, Heather looked it all over and said, okay, you're not going to ruin everything, but you know, it, it, it's fairly easy for anyone to pick up and, and set up some, some simple, um, kind of customizations. And then for the, you know, the developers who really know what they're doing, it's, it's very extendable. So. Oh, thanks for that. Um, John, so is it, um, is that, you know, um, Advanced Custom Fields the only one that you've really utilized and become a a part of your real tool set? Because you've got pods as well, haven't you? Which seem to have gone on the back burner, but um, recently um, it's been developed out a lot more, hasn't it? Yeah, and Pods is one that that I've heard a lot of good things about. I haven't worked with it uh, really. One that I've worked with a little bit uh, is that sounds very similar to type or that sounds similar to Pods is called uh, Types. Yeah, Types. And uh, yeah. That's the one we use. Yeah. Well, that's a French company. That's a French company, actually. Uh, I think I'm correct in saying that they're basically, it's, um, it's, types and they've got two plugins that work together views, and they, it was type, types and views and they've, they've sort yeah. of combined it into this thing called tool set yes i i had some uh rather mixed experiences yeah. with it but uh you know it is designed to to be kind of a one-shot stop shop for not only creating custom fields but also creating custom post types and custom taxonomies which you can which I know you can do with pods. I haven't I haven't used pods, but we're going to be having a presentation about it. All oh, right. On uh, at, at the at, at the meetup for somebody who who mm-hmm. used it in a, in a particular use case where it made more sense for that site than than using ACF. 
so yeah, there are definitely, and I know people who use CMB a lot and who, so, you know, there are several different tools that you can use to accomplish the same thing. And I know, I know they are, but I, I don't know if you would agree with this, Sandy. I think the three that we've mentioned, advanced custom fields, pods, and this type and views, I think they're the dominant three players. Would you agree on that, Sandy? Yeah, I'd want some data. Uh, I mean, I, 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 my, my sense is you're probably right in terms of things I hear, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, I got to know and work with ACF, and so that's what I usually use because we cannot all be expert at all tools. Uh, and, you know, one of the things about using ACF to create these templates versus using something like a page builder is that you have much more control about what you allow people to do. If you, you know, install a page builder for your client, it goes back to kind of giving them that opportunity to turn the site into GeoCities. And uh, so, although there are definitely cases where something that I might once have done with ACF, I would say, well, you know, this is going to be quicker to, to do with Beaver Builder uh, because I don't have to write the code to display the template and, and all that kind of thing. Um, there are also still going to be the cases where it makes much more sense to me to, to use ACF and to set something up where you have these specific places that, that people, you know, can put in their content and, you know, that's it. And there, there's less chance of, of then putting things in the wrong place and, and effectively, you know, breaking something. Yeah, I think that's great. Hey, John, um, I think even if a company's got a graphic designer on board, you know, um, a lot of graphic designers that work for, let's say, for a company that's like got 50 to 100 employees, that they're, they're going to be responsible to almost produce everything for the company, print, web. So even if they've got a graphic designer, it's probably best to use something like advanced custom fields and set up templates because they're they're not dealing with the web every day are they john no and like i said you know maybe in the near future wordpress will, will maybe it'll get to a point where it's easy to create stuff uh in the back end but for now and and that's a whole thing too um <laughs> But, you know, for now, like using stuff like ACF, using things like pods is, is a good way to get there. Um, yeah. Right. I just thought I'd point that out because um, I've not been disparaging to gra general graphic designers, but I I've worked with some that are working for companies of that size and they really have to cope with everything. Um, so they can't specialize in a specific area. I was interested to hear, Adam, that you're, you're with... Um, this other product, this views and types, is that mm -hmm. what, is that what you use? Yeah, that's what we use. And, um, I mean, we like it. Um, I forget why Heather chose it. I'm sure she had a very good developer typey reason for it, but, um, God, that makes me sound so stupid. Um, but you know, she, she chose it and, uh, I used it to set up, um, you know, some custom fields here and there and, you know, it was, it was very simple. Um, it was something that, you know, someone with a non-tech background who knows nothing about HTML or PHP or CSS can do. Um, and, and it works very well for, for, you know, I've never had a problem with it and we've used it to set up, you know, I think all these plugins are great because they allow you to provide a custom solution for the client. And, and that's kind of ultimately what, what we're doing right as as these wordpress shops is we're trying to make sure you get the best solution and this gives us another tool in our tool chest to ensure that we can make a solution that perhaps keeps you from breaking your own things so yeah just to wrap up folks um i think the other thing the other um, thing about looking at these three particular solutions that we've mentioned is that there's a um, there's a lot of documentation and a lot of um, lessons and tutorials out there around all three of these um, that we've mentioned. Uh, the one that I used um, extensively was Advanced Custom Fields. Um, I forgot the developer's name. He's based in Australia, isn't he, John? Oh, sorry. Yeah, thanks for that. And I have to try and get him on the show, but getting people from Australia is a, 
matching the time zone <laughs> is a little bit difficult. Um, but he, he's been supporting it. He is an amazing product. Um, the thing is, folks, um, if you want to advance, if you're in that intermediate cust, um, development situation and you want to move forward, um, learning how to utilize one of these um, um, products, plug-in um, solutions, is really going to make you a much more effective developer. So have a look at them. The other problem, as both John and Sally have mentioned, is... Um, it's all up in the air a little bit about what's going to happen with all this, isn't it? I think that's another area that's kind of really kind of stuck a stick in the hornet nest a little bit because because <laughs> what they what they um the last the last thing about this they were talking about iframes is that right, They've, John? They removed it. They decided that they were not going to use that for for metabases in in Gutenberg. Thank God for that. Thank they, God for that. Um, so yes, I mean that was, but the, you know they are working on finding a way to to implement this because you know I mean obviously they're uh, you know I'm thinking all right so what happens to all these clients where I have put you know where I have created templates from from acf so that they can have this structured content entry what happens to that you know where is that going to go if gutenberg becomes the default editor but of course it's also like okay so like everybody who has installed yoast seo or any kind of a a plugin that creates a custom post type that has a lot of additional meta boxes how is that going to be handled and you know it's a very serious question it's one that developers have been asking about gutenberg since the beginning and it is one that the gutenberg team is working on finding a way to to implement effectively because they don't want to you know i don't think that they desire to break this stuff mm. uh you know the, the the you know the the, the purpose of, of the this tool is is not to screw everybody up <laughs> uh you know it, it may put i mean we've already seen one uh <clears throat> Uh, page builder, uh, it, you know, developers say, oh, we're going to discontinue this plugin. Uh, so, you know, there are some people who, who may be put out of work by it, but the, the point is not to mess everything up because mm-hmm. these... I never even, I've never even heard of that page builder. Oh, I, I had. Oh, uh, I and, and of course, is, you know, Adam isn't, <clears throat> Dr. Evil Adam isn't with us, uh, but, no. but he had had a, a long discussion with that developer a, a couple of months ago. Um, but it is kind of challenging because we don't know. And that's sort of like, well, do I go ahead and create the same solutions for people that I was or, or what do I do right now? while well, they're not sure how this is going to work. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of a challenging time to be working with custom fields and, and custom meta boxes in, in WordPress. And yet uh, I, I can't see that, you know that they're going away that there's that there's really going to be a good uh alternative uh or that you know and not everything that's a meta box could be effectively converted into a block hey you going john have you come to any conclusions about how you're going to probably be handling all this yeah no that's a good question i mean i guess it's because honestly it's it's i've built dozens and dozens of sites over the last couple of years uh, that rely like heavily on that before Gutenberg was ever a gleam in Matt Mullenweg's eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not sure like how it's all going to shake out. I mean, I guess it's just, that was the that was the voice of an experienced but weary developer, <laughs> developer folks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, cooler heads will prevail and they will res- resolve uh, having the uh, you know fields uh, in something besides an iframe and you know to in a way that doesn't break like half the web. Mm. I don't think that they want that to be their legacy. But if things don't shake out, you know, because um, that's slated to drop in WordPress 5.0, I have a feeling it might get pushed back a little bit. 
I would have thought so. I hope so. Either that or we may have a long wait for WordPress. You know, we're going to be up to WordPress 4.9.15. Could be. I I, honestly, I'm not, I mean, when it does like get integrated into core, I'm going to be very cautious. And, um, you know, that's a whole thing too, talking to the hosting companies um, because some of them upgrade automatically. That's actually, uh, um, should be on my to-do list for today. Call some of the hosts and see what their policies are. Yeah, I'm never keen with these hosts that automatic. Um, it should be an option, um, like everything. Up to now, it hasn't been an issue. No, this is the first time it's like made me fear. I think he's probably the pushing five over Christmas. Christmas Day, it'd probably be released. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, John. Merry Christmas to you all. (laughs) Happy Christmas, folks. Here we are. You know, sort it out. You know, it's it's, uh, open source software. You can adapt it if you want. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just couldn't resist it, John. I'm a terrible um (laughs) but thanks panel um i think it's been a lively discussion um i'm gonna let you um how can people find out more about you um we'll start with sally how can they find out more you can find me at uh, wpfangirl.com i am at sally getch on twitter and the meetup is eastbaywp.com and how can people find out more about you john you can find me at my website, which is lockdowndesign.com. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, if you dare, at lockdown <laughs> underscore. Uh, Adam. Uh, uh, before I ask Adam, you, you want to follow John's Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, some good stuff. Um, mm. Adam, um, how can people find out more about you? I have dared to follow John's Twitter, and I, I'm glad I did. Um, BlueSteelSolutions.com, extra E in steel, at BlueSteelTX, and my website's AdamFat.com. Yeah, and he's got some great stuff on there about content. And um, he came on the show um, last week um, for an interview, and I really enjoy it. And you have to come back, Adam, for another interview. In the new. We only touched the subject, did we not? Oh and... Um, <laughs> how can you find out about me folks it's really easy go to the facebook page wp tonic we're going to be starting a group probably next week and hopefully the panel will join in with some of the discussions on that and um also you can get hold of me on my twitter feed at jonathan denwood and you you could email me um if you're feeling very gracious if you could leave a review on i itunes i know it's painful on the pc but if you can it really does help the show and we'll see you next week where we're going to have another round table and another really enjoyable conversation and just have a feast about wordpress we'll see you next week folks Bye. bye thanks for listening to wp tonic the podcast that gives you a spoonful of wordpress medicine twice a week